0: even if you are in the worst times, and trust me, I have been in some really bad times with both of my businesses where it could have been so easy just to say, look, I can just quit this and go have a normal nine to five job and have some stability. It was was really tough, but I thought this is only temporary. It's not going to last forever. So I built a second business in COVID times, specifically for selling out festivals and events. And I basically developed a system through that i thought no one's gonna be crazy enough to do this right like no one's going out no one's going to festivals and events who would build an agency based on doing that no one it's crazy i might as well go and do that so i so that's what i did hello world you're listening to
1: i love what i do and i'm your host toby parjay don't forget to hit the subscribe or follow button so that you don't miss out on a new episode we're also on Patreon, so if you want exclusive content, if you want to listen to an episode sooner rather than later, then get access at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash I
0: love what I do.
1: Thank you, Elle, for joining. I'm so excited to talk to you.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: Could you start by sharing with the listeners who you are, what you do, and of course, why do you love what you do?
0: Of course. So my name is Elle McMahon. I am the founder of The Ticket Crowd. We are a digital marketing agency specifically for festivals and events in the UK. And oh my gosh, I, I love what I do so much that probably, I think I'll need more than like an hour to tell you exactly all the reasons why I love it so much.
1: <laughs> I love to hear um,
0: that. <laughs> I think, I guess one of the main reasons is our main objective is to sell tickets for festivals and events, right? So um it's just literally walking into a venue after you have done all your hard work you've done all the marketing activities you sold out that event and you literally walk through the gates and you see a sea of people like having the best time and you think oh my god I did this like well I helped do this and it's like the best it's just honestly one of the best best feelings in the world so I think if I could pinpoint maybe pinpoint one reason why I love what I do I think it'd be that feeling right there is just looking across all these people and going, wow, I I helped do this. It's amazing. And um, yeah, I get such a a huge sense of fulfillment out of that. And obviously not only clients are super happy, but um, yeah, it's just what an incredible feeling to be part of all these people's happiness, I suppose.
1: No, we definitely have that kind of joint interest in kind of festivals and events. Mm -hmm. I I completely think it's one of the coolest things to be doing. So, no, we'll definitely get into that later. But you know, you run two businesses though, which is just like wow. I don't know how. How do you do that? Um, Can you just kind of talk to us about how this kind of all began from your kind of passion for um, well, digital, you know, social media and kind of festivals and events. How did you get to this sort of point where you started running two businesses?
0: Sure. So do you know, I'm one of those people who I never really expected to run a business, let alone two. I was never that person at school that sold you know sweets in the playground. I was never, I was never that person. I just kind of thought I'd you know get a nice sensible job, have a nice sensible life, and and that would be me. So. um To have two businesses and a a very young child as well might i had so i got three full-time jobs basically um oh my (laughs) my gosh! you should see my you should see my (laughs) Um, but i guess it came about when i i realized i i dropped out of university because i just didn't like doing what i was told to do when i didn't necessarily agree with it and I think I found a sort of maybe, I guess, rebellion for the system, I guess, around my kind of university times. But I did go into a very nice, wonderful, sensible job after that. Just dropped out of uni, went to a nice, sensible job and um, I actually tried to leave that job. I wasn't doing anything to do with marketing. And they said, um, look, we really don't want you to go. It was actually front desk at the time working reception. And um, they said, look, we really don't want you to leave. Uh, would you stay if we offered to pay for you to do a marketing diploma? And I said, oh, you know marketing sounds quite fun I guess I'm That's a people yeah I mm-hmm. thought I'm a people person I love to see how things work and actually I was like okay yeah let's let's give that a go so um they paid me to do that and I just thought wow this is something I really really enjoy so became marketing manager of that company um and then moved on and started working for a an advertising agency that specifically just did marketing and I thought gosh this is really cool It is amazing. I just I love the excitement that you get going into work every day, seeing kind of what creative strategies you can put in. What what are we doing? What can we do differently that no one else is doing? Like How can we break some more rules and do things that no one else has thought of and get results of people? And that just maybe that rebellion side of me just really enjoyed it. Um, And I left there to build my first business. A social media marketing agency in 2018 so that's about gosh it's coming up to be five years ago in May um and so. yeah and yeah and do you know what it it did go really well Toby, for a little while
1: mm-hmm.
0: we did social media marketing for so many different types of industries from like restaurants and care homes and food delivery companies and fashion brands we we did it all um and then I found marketing for nightclubs and events and i thought oh this is really cool i love i love going to these types of things i love the buzz and the atmosphere and the way it makes you feel um and i became quite good at that Um, that's
1: a huge point what you mentioned about how it makes you feel that's really important
0: exactly exactly i think i'm quite an emotional person and i'm driven by quite emotional i guess beliefs i suppose so i think that really kind of what what drew me to the festival and events side Um, And then obviously 2020 happened and everything shut down, which was great news for events, obviously. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, I basically used that time. I thought, look, this isn't going to last forever. Everything. I have such a belief that everything is temporary, even if you are in the worst times. And trust me, I have been in some really bad times with both of my businesses where it could have been so easy just to say, look, I can just quit this and go have a normal nine to five job and have some stability it was it was really tough but i thought this is only temporary it's not going to last forever so i built a second business in COVID times specifically for selling out festivals and events and i basically developed a system through that because i thought no one's going to be crazy enough to do this right like no one's going out no one's going to festivals and events who would build an agency based on doing that no one it's crazy i might as well go and do that so i so that's what I did, and uh, I launched the Ticket Crowd literally just this year in January 2020. No, sorry, 2022. And um, gosh, it's just it's just grown and grown since then. And um, and yeah, so it's I guess now November times so 11 months later, and. Yeah, i'm super proud of i guess where we've come so far and 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 you know just kind of bringing people back to in-person events and having totally. the best yeah bringing people together again you know that's such a hard time it's um,
1: so important and i absolutely love that feeling as well it's amazing that you kind of had this idea it was kind of born out of you know a change in times really and thinking about what are people not thinking about what can i do i think that's so incredible like if we're breaking down kind of the services that you provide for um kind of your businesses could you kind of talk about that bit
0: yeah of course so it's kind of broken into three also three main three main services um all kind of various different components we've got the three main ones number one marketing strategy so that's looking at your festival event um having a look at your how your sales are going how your ticket sales are going what's working really well What might need a little bit more improvement and basically developing a water type strategy to get you from how many tickets you have sold now to getting to be a sold out event, whether that's this year, next year, no matter the timeline or the budget, we can basically build something together that will make that happen. The second service, as it would, would be creating all the content and the creatives that go with that marketing strategy. And then the third one would be uh, implementation. So running the campaigns on a day to day basis, making sure we're hitting the targets. Um, I love checking in with clients. We do this, I think, maybe probably a little bit more so than than usual. But we like to organize calls with them every two weeks just to Make sure everyone's happy. Everyone's on the same page, and we're and we're hitting our goals really. And um and yeah, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, I'm not kind of, I guess, reinventing the wheel, I suppose. But um, we we're doing just, it right. Yeah. Yeah, we've just, just we've just refined everything just for yes. one sector and really business. Different. Yeah, exactly. And I think from niching down in just that one sector, which is festivals and events, it's made us so much better at what we do because we don't then deviate from that we know exactly what works with festivals and events that are happening right here right now and I guess we have an insight to so many that we instead of being I guess um, you know kind of average a, a lot of things we're really good at one thing and that's what I really 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 love especially about this industry as well
1: definitely that sounds so exciting when it comes to your team what does that kind of look like and how did you find yourself making the decision of who should I bring on?
0: Oh my gosh, do you know I think that's one of the most hardest things you can do, yeah. at, uh, isn't it? As a business owner, is yeah. when's the right time to hire? Who do I hire? What job do I want to delegate first? And do I trust myself enough to make the right decision when hiring someone? And it is honestly, I think the most difficulties I've I've faced so we are a small a very small team at the moment um well let's just talk about the ticket crowd so the ticket crowd there is a team of four of us uh we're just looking to bring on our fifth member of the team very shortly in the next couple of weeks and um 2023 is going to be quite a big growth phase for us because um yeah festival season will kick off obviously in the summer and all the tickets will start selling pretty much from early early next year so yeah, watch the space for twenty twenty three. It's going to be really exciting and scary and um, wonderful, I think, all at the same time.
1: Yeah, of course. No, it sounds brilliant. I think you definitely kind of just made that complete point about it's really hard when it's when you're looking at who to bring on, and I think the people are really what makes the business. If you think about their kind of contributions and helping you grow it, but at the very beginning stage, you know, I don't know if you consider yourself a startup
0: yeah for sure. yes
1: so how did you kind of get started um if we're kind of looking at i don't know whether you pitched and kind of got funding for your business could you talk a bit about that
0: oh yeah of course so um probably a bit unconventionally my my father-in-law uh about four years ago said you know i think i think you could build a business and i thought nah, not me that would be crazy i'd never imagined doing something like that he said, "You know, I think you can do it. So let me give you two thousand um, pounds to go set up a business, and we'll see how you go." And I thought, "Oh, no
1: yeah, <laughs> amazing!" Father-in-law.
0: Yeah, my father yes. was lovely. We get on so well. He's just He's honestly up. one of the nicest first people ever. Um, but yeah, so he literally gave me two thousand pounds to set up a business um, because he believed in me, which was amazing. And um, yeah, I have had no kind of investment, I guess, from anywhere else. But yeah, I literally built it with two grand. Uh, A laptop and um, and a brain. Perhaps, well, they say in a brain. I I I think the best thing I ever did for anyone listening, if you don't know how to make that that leap, is the best thing I did was hire a mentor. Is honestly one of the best. A business coach was one of the best things that I ever did. It just really helps, um, just sharpen your focus onto what you really want to do, and um, it's honestly been the best thing for me. I think if I could give advice to anyone who's starting out, is know that you can't do it all. It's so hard to know what to do. If you can have a little bit of help from a business coach or even by listening to podcasts like yours, Toby, or if there's any way you can get more information and meet like-minded people who might have gone through the same journey as you, that is such a good place to start. And that's what I did. Couldn't agree with you more. It
1: definitely, definitely helps. Speaking on skills then, sort of three sort of important skills that maybe you feel that you've learned over the years whilst building your businesses.
0: Oh my gosh number one absolutely is delegation i am a control freak when it comes to certain things and i find it hard to delegate something if i think that it should be done a certain way and this is something that honestly i'm working on every single day but uh second to hiring a mentor delegation would be the biggest lesson i've learned because it's the best thing like as you said toby earlier the best thing you can do is hire people and hiring great people makes your business great and for me definitely oh, it's honestly so true delegation for me is the biggest lesson I've learned in the last couple of years no, um, definitely yes number two I think meeting uh get, getting to know like-minded individuals people are going on the same journey as you whether that's in the same industry or if they're other founders or entrepreneurs in different industries, but also maybe at the same stage as you, are oh, they're so, so helpful and useful to know. Just being able to lean on people, share your weaknesses as well, because like, let's be real, no one knows really what they're doing and how to do it perfectly, like that doesn't exist. So if you have a group of people who are willingly, you know, wanting to be open about their, their struggles, their weaknesses, it makes you feel so much better that you're not doing a terrible job, you are doing the best that you can, and that is all anyone can ask for. Um and then I guess number three, oh gosh, leadership, I think is a really is another lesson that I've learned recently. I guess it kind of stems from delegation, but having to delegate uh, you know, various tasks also that means you take on the role of leadership. And when you've when you're building something and you start it all by yourself, you kind of know your own skills and you know your own skill set. And then when it comes to having to lead a team to meet your own goals and you know really celebrate their achievements and and try and focus on on what makes them happy you know happier to do in within the business um, and just being a really good lead for the team around me is definitely something else that i've had to really learn over the few years because no one teaches us at uni do they and i really wish they would because no one like tells you how to run a business yeah. do it well you just honestly have to make it up as you go along but yeah true those, true. those would be my my three for sure
1: No, definitely. I think there's a lot, um, especially when you touched on kind of education in the system. I think there's so much about life that we all did not get taught, even just from finance to, like you said, business and life skills. There's so many things we could definitely talk about. And I completely understand why maybe you took that kind of unconventional route. I think that it worked out for you, which is fantastic. When thinking about development then, and you know, because there are always kind of new trends or technology developments and so on are there any sort of things you lean on when you're trying to develop yourself whether they're books or I don't know people or films how do you develop yourself
0: hmm, that's a really good question I think the key things really is having that that network of other people to to learn from I I love people um that's probably why I fell into events and festivals because I just, I love people. I love learning from people and being around people. So I think people for me is where I learn most about not only what they're doing really well, but more about yourself as well. Um, podcasts have been my best friends. So even when I am like driving my child to nursery or, you know, kind of going like driving to the to the shops or even walking anywhere, walking, taking the dog out for a walk, I will whack on a podcast whether it's to do with marketing, entrepreneurship, um, anything that I can maybe find some value from and then pass that on to my clients as well. I find podcasts amazing, which is great because we're doing podcasts now, so that fits really well into that. <laughs> oh,
1: definitely. I'm definitely there with you on podcasts. I think they have evolved so much, and there's so many different types of podcasts, so yeah. you can definitely develop yourself well. That's a great, very great way to develop.
0: Mm, agreed. For
1: your businesses then, when it came to the beginning of validating an I- the idea itself, like, do you have any tips for someone who has a business idea but not quite sure if there's a need for it?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, I think I can only kind of go, I guess, on the two businesses that I've created and they're both marketing agencies. So based on that, I mean... kind of look at the demand. So the first thing I would say is, are you solving a problem? No matter what it is with your product or your service, what is the problem that you're solving? If you can find that and find like a common problem in like a certain um, demographic or a certain audience, then that is like the best place to start from. Because if you can solve a problem, you know that it's going to be in demand and people will need it. And then you can market that in a way um, that solves all these problems for people. So I think if you have something um, and got a business idea that solves a problem, that's the best place to start. Um, Even honestly, if you're just even at the conceptual stage of thinking, oh, actually, I've got a good idea, but I don't know what to do. Ask your family and friends and ask for, you know, some no BS you know feedback from it you know don't just say yeah I like it because you know they love you but actually ask you know do you actually think that there has a place in the world for this then look at your target market who is exactly is it that you're serving see if you can do some market research and ask them exactly what they think of the idea strangers I think there are some tools I think that you can get that will do this I think you pay a little bit Um, but they can do this for you and they will anonymously send out surveys to your target group uh, of um, of customer and um, they will be able to kind of let you know the answer to your questions really so I think if you've got an idea and you really want to know where to start solve a problem then prove the theory and those are the two best recipes I think you can do to build a business
1: you No, know, there's some great tips thank you for sharing those when it comes to then maybe um looking at trends and sort of anything that's been growing in, in terms of digital trends or d- developments that you've seen across maybe festivals and events or you're just, just working in your agencies are there sort of anything that you have noticed that you've maybe felt oh that's quite interesting this might evolve this way could you talk about that in that in that sense
0: hmm, yeah I mean I think if you work with a specific type of audience like like I do with I guess festivals and events you do s- generally tend to see some trends across all of them because the market even though the market does change year on year out you do set, tend to see the same trends within the you know kind of similar businesses which were in that space um so if you have a service or product and you have a lot of target customers within the same area then i think that is always the best place that you'll see trends is literally looking at your market seeing what's happening there and then and then reacting to it i think the best types of marketing aren't done on a spreadsheet you know years in advance yes have a marketing strategy for sure know what your goals are know what your kpis are i think it's always a very reactive evolving thing you know um just having a look at what what is actually happening within your specific market and don't worry about anything else, you know, just focus on what your clients or your customers want. Um, don't worry about your competitors. they've got different markets. Just don't worry about them. Just focus on what your competitive market is. Look at the trends that are specifically happening within that um, and then be reactive to it. That's like the best form of marketing. Be reactive to what's happening in the, in the now. Definitely and you know you work with people a lot
1: um, with your clients and so on how do you sort of manage those relationships and is there anything that maybe you've learned from working with people that you can share any lessons
0: oh gosh lessons lessons from working with people um hmm i i love i do love chatting to people i think my clients are probably sick of me because i'm always checking in and asking how they are um (laughs) (laughs) um but I'm just I just I am I am I I am a people person I am terrible with give me a calculator and I honestly can't fully operate it but give me a person and I will chat to them all day long and I think um the biggest lesson that I've learned is just just listening is honestly one of the biggest things like when you ask a question don't just ask it And then focus on the next question you are asking like listen to their response and that will give you everything that you could possibly need in order to to build anything i think listening to to what my clients are saying what my customers are saying um because i've got two different types of customers really like i've got my clients who are the festival organizers um but then i've got their customers as well so the people buying the tickets so it's really kind of listening to what both of those people are saying like what are my clients telling me on my bi-weekly calls what's actually keeping them up at night what what can i help fix for them that's going to make sure that these events sell out um and then we've got the other side which is the customers these are the people actually buying the tickets from them and i get all sorts of we get all sorts of questions of course across socials and we get inbox messages and we really have to manage that community as best as we can online for our clients. And honestly, I think the biggest um, similarity for both of those types of clientele is just listening, listening to what our clients want and seeing if we can help and solve those problems. And then listening to what our customers want as well and seeing how we can best solve those needs. Because if we can keep both of those people happy, that's the best thing. So, yeah, always for me, listening and then re- reacting accordingly.
1: No, i really agree with that i think the reactive sense is so true and just oh. focusing staying in your lane and focusing on your business your niche 100 you know marketing has evolved so much and seems to be coming more and more about community building you know especially when it comes to business growth like have you noticed this too and if so do you have any community building tips that you can share
0: oh my gosh yes so community has become huge especially in the last couple of years I mean before socials you know were as big as obviously and influential as they are now I think people companies could get away with doing I guess what they wanted and the only bad thing that could really happen was someone would maybe write a bad review possibly offline um, or people with bad mouth them and that's kind of the worst that could happen that's as far as community management went now I think people react just expect an immediate response to everything online so if you don't get a response to something I think within like four hours online then your reputation can can suffer so I think just the amount of community management you do have to do on a day-to-day basis yes it can you know it can feel a little bit overwhelming at times but if you can delegate that out to a team of people who can manage your community online so that whether that's managing you know your instagram comments tiktok comments just making sure that everyone's being responded to um in inbox messages um and everyone is getting obviously responded to in the comment section as well always hang out in the comment section i always say put the content out that's where like you know the content the reputation happens but in the comment section that is literally where your business will grow. That hang out in the comment section. That's going to be the best way to understand what your community needs are, what your audiences want as well. And you can basically evolve your products and services based on what is happening in the comments section. It's the best, most reactive way to know how your product or service is going down in real time. So I guess one of my biggest tips for community management, get a software tool that allows you to be able to engage with them quickly and effectively. I use um, a software tool, which is great. It also has a social listening tool within it, which means if I have a client um, or even myself, I can pop in my social handles into this software and it will throw up everything that people are saying that's got that um, handle tags in it. So if someone is saying something about me on Instagram, um, they haven't kind of, I guess, necessarily tagged me in it, but I can see that they are talking about me because they've used my handle. I can see that through this platform and I can respond accordingly. That's been great because you can then see what people are saying about your reputation. Fantastic. Yeah. It's honestly brilliant because you can see what people are saying about your brand outside of your own platforms, which is really more difficult, you know, more much more difficult to navigate. Um So yeah, that's, that's been great. So you can find a tool that helps you do that. So social listening and responding to comments like super reactively, then yeah, that's definitely the best thing to do for community management.
1: Do you have a number of tools that you use for social listening or is it kind of just one that you have been using?
0: Well, one for social listening, but uh, oh my gosh, if you ask me to list out the social media (laughs) tools that I use every month, I think it would make your eyes water. (laughs) So many. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah so so many I've had
1: quite a few people mention that as well because even I've also had the side of if you know something's not working for you, you after you've tested it out they kind of move on to the next because mm-hmm. sometimes you see with certain tools that they've kind of lost their touch and they're not really giving you what you need over, later in maybe yeah. when you start using it you start to notice a change and then maybe something yeah. else comes out that's even better have right. you seen that as well
0: absolutely I think because social media moves at such a quick rate yeah if you're not innovating alongside of that, you are getting left behind. It makes yeah. obviously life a bit more difficult for for businesses, especially these obviously tech companies that offer these platforms for you to help keep on top of your socials. But yeah, if you're not constantly innovating on social, whether you're you know the business that's trying to sell on or engage on social, or the businesses that are working to help you fulfill those goals, if you're not innovating, then yeah, it's uh, it's a difficult place to be
1: you have a favorite social media platform and why if you, if you do what what is it and why
0: do you know that is a really oh gosh that is a difficult one because i use different socials depending on different needs i think at the moment linkedin is my favorite my favorite place to hang out mm-hmm. i don't know if yeah if you,
1: i don't
0: yes. really notice i'm like i'm, I'm just I, get to, I get it i get it on linkedin and um it's been great because i get uh, i get to meet so many new people on there and not only like get, do i get to meet new clients which is great but i get i've hired team members off linkedin and found new creators i met you off linkedin which has obviously been amazing um fantastic yeah so for me linkedin at the minute
1: yeah no i can i completely understand that as well like before linkedin was there kind of another platform that you kind of used to use more actively before you came on to linkedin
0: for sure instagram i was instagram. always instagram yeah, always yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and with linkedin what are your sort of tips then when it comes to you know you have these businesses you're trying to drive kind of engagement maybe build a community on there what have you been doing what has helped you
0: I think, oh my gosh, and I hate to say it because it's it's become a bit of um, yeah a, a buzzword. But being your, oh, I hate to say it, but being your authentic self and just talking, I think, more about your stories as opposed to going on LinkedIn, showing up on LinkedIn, and going, look, here's what I do. Please buy it from me. It's gone way past that. As I think that used to be a platform used to be a bit of a resume, right? It used to be like a CV, and you'd say what you're looking to achieve from it and hope for the best. But now it's full of quite inspirational stories from a lot of people. I mean some people you know perhaps uh, i guess i don't know take advantage of being maybe oversharing too much perhaps i don't want to refer to the crying ceo but i have just done um but if you can, yeah. <laughs> um but uh if you can i think just share more of your struggles about generally what it's like to to you know work in this modern world it's really complex you know We're like trying to run a business um trying to you know do what's right um and if and I think people can just see through that now so if you can share more of your story and um and just act genuinely just try and offer some help and some advice for people who might need help within the sector but aren't ready to buy from you I think that's the best thing you can do I try and share as many tips as I possibly can not with the intention of of getting a client right then but maybe in a few years if they decide they're doing a common board that's great but if I've helped them in the meantime that's also awesome as well
1: definitely 100% I really feel that kind of Storytelling is the best marketing. I think it's becoming more and more evident that people want to really just see you, and you know they can see through all of the kind of ads and marketing work. So you have to be really, really careful and just show up as yourself. Definitely. Um, Yeah. Um, Have you noticed then, when it comes to posting though, are you someone who enjoys doing that on a kind of daily basis, or? do you kind of just stagger it out through the week
0: yeah so i do about three posts a week at the moment um but what i tend to do is i like to engage every day so just going on seeing what my fellow creators are doing and seeing what people are doing within the industry and just engaging people having like starting conversations basically that's that's what i like to do so commenting on people's posts um and starting conversations within the DMs, not necessarily to sell them anything, um, not at all. I, I connect with so many people that even aren't in my my I guess my target market but I just want to learn from them and um, build my network so that when the time comes if I ever maybe needed their help on something say they're a graphic designer or a videographer or they're brilliant in SEO and I'm like oh actually I've got a client who really needs that brill I know exactly who I can call on because I've already basically made friends with them on LinkedIn so um, I think engaging every day has been great for me to just get to know more people um within the space and um and then yeah posting about three times three times a week really
1: great and and taking it back to your businesses then Mm. how do you deal with maybe difficult clients
0: ah that is a good question (laughs) um well i think when i first started out i just let them walk all over me to be completely honest with you i think i was are so like fresh in the game and i hadn't been you know i guess running a business that long and i thought you know the customer's always right and even if they you know aren't particularly nice to handle and they're you know they're, they can be pretty you know some people can be pretty rude i just kind of took it on the chin and thought oh that's right i'll just need to do better and change now if someone genuinely isn't aligned with um i guess what we want to have you know we want to have a nice working relationship with people we don't want to go to work every day and go oh god I don't want to speak to this person um I actually say no I say no now and I think saying no is one of the most powerful things you can do because I will turn away a client if they are not um If I don't think that we're a good fit or if we're just not going to get along, you know, I I like chatting. I like I'm a people person. If someone just, you know, wants to turn up, tell me how to do my job and and off they go. It's probably not going to be a great working relationship. So I'll completely let them know. But I think honestly, if you're starting out saying no uh, to the wrong type of client is even more powerful than saying yes to everyone, because you say yes to everyone. Oh, my gosh. I think that is the quickest way to being, I think, unhappy and misaligned with the mission that you wanted to start off with in the first place.
1: Saying no, yes, definitely can take, can just set you free. And I think yeah. it's something people wow. are struggling to do.
0: So true. There is so yeah. much power with the word no. And I think you get more respect from it as well. But it took me, honestly, about three years to learn that. I learned that the mm. hard way. So um, it's yeah. hard to,
1: no, it, it makes sense as well, because, you know, you, you're starting out and you kind of just want to help as many people as you can. And mm. you've kind of figured out, you know, sometimes you just have to say no. So when it comes to um you, know, I wanted, wanted to ask you because you're someone that loves what you do and I absolutely find that amazing. How do you balance the obsession with loving what you do and just taking the time to rest and do something else?
0: Oh, my God. If Okay, if you know the answer to that, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> honestly, I... Uh, a
1: golden question. Yeah.
0: Know, I think I... You know, if full... Well, trying
1: to. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: my gosh. It's something I'm trying to work on every day. But for full transparency, I, I, I have a two-year-old who I love to pieces. He's a very spirited little chap, and I love him so much. But, honestly, I think sometimes working is... Um, a bit of a break for me from that side. And then when I'm not working, I love spending time with my two year old. So I guess I don't rest that much because I think I'm always, as a working parent, I'm always on, like I'm just, I'm always on. Um, so if you do find the answer to that question, please do let me know because I'll be <laughs> trying to hear it. Very
1: honest, I love that. <laughs> no, it's an honest answer. Well, I'm sure you'll know this one then, but is there anything that has kind of changed about how you deliver for your customers compared to, or your clients compared to when you started out?
0: Yes, for sure. So um, when we first started out, with my first business. I mean, we still have the first business anyway, because we do still do social media management for uh, quite a few other clients um, in the restaurant space and fashion space um, and the kind of property management space as well. we, I think when I started the ticket crowd, I think really niching down and working on one, I guess, specific sector has really helped my systems, and my processes, um, because I know exactly what's working. And I can basically have a similar onboarding process and similar systems, systems set up for all those clients, because those clients pretty much come to me with the similar problem that they want me to solve. Um, and I know how to solve that problem because I do it literally day in, day out. So I think having those systems and those processes in place is definitely something that I've learned, again, the hard way. But it's just been an absolute game changer the last few years, because not only can you be more efficient at onboarding people and doing what you do, um, but then you can take on more clients, you have more freedom, you're so much more in control of that whole process process. Um, of how the business works, and then you're able to focus more times on delegating, finding new staff, um, getting brilliant new talent, maybe looking at what else you could also be adding into your services to to really help sell out your festivals and events for the clients that you're working for. So um, nailing your systems and processes has definitely been a lifesaver for me, to be honest. 100%
1: I'm, I'm definitely sure that that's true. So in terms of maybe I don't know if you're doing any sort of courses or reading any books or or whatever's kind of your go-to for um I know you mentioned podcasts but is there yeah. anything aside from podcasts that you kind of, uh, look to for kind of just, reading about the space that you're in?
0: I think if you came to my house and you saw my desk and it is it's honestly filled with books <laughs> filled and filled with books most of them I am ah. Uh, most of them, I have started reading and then got so excited by a new book that I've had yes, to yes. start. Yeah, I like start it right now. I Like that
1: as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, all the time. But um, I have my I have a trusty highlighter kit and mm. I love reading about branding, marketing, networking, um, how to uh, festivals and events especially. And I basically have different chapters that I start in each book. So I get my highlighters out. And I just highlight various bits and pieces. And then it sounds, this sounds really quite cringy, but then I'll go to bed um, and I will generally dream about the different scenarios that I've read in these books. And I will wake up with honestly like a new idea in the morning, go, great, right, let's do this today. Um, which, Very
1: visual. Yeah. Wow. Um,
0: yeah. I'm quite a visual person. It's great if you don't have much on your plate. But when you've got loads on your plate and then you have this brand new idea that you think is the best thing in the world, which you then add to your to-do list. Yeah, the to-do list, it never goes down because you're always thinking of new ideas. But um, of course,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you finding the balance. this finding the balance, that golden question, oh, that golden yeah. answer. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> is there anything that you're working on now that you're quite excited about? So, m- sure?
0: oh, so many things. Um. So, mainly building, we're building our strategies at the moment for music festivals and other wellness festivals and all these like beautiful, brilliant, visionary festivals that are going to be happening next year. So, tickets are going to start selling quite quickly early 2023 and we are literally building strategies for all these amazing clients this side of the year to really get hit the ground running next side uh, of the year i'm not sure if i can name any names just yet but hopefully i will see you guys at least one of them um because i'll be there i love going to all of them i go to every festival i cry at them sometimes because i'm just so overwhelmed by all the hard work that the team put in and everyone's having a great time so uh yeah if you see me crying at a festival that is the reason why I'm not having you know a breakdown I'm it's happy tears um but yeah so I've got- I love that yeah. I love that so much yeah. <laughs> um see so yeah, I see the weird crying lady at a festival it's probably me but don't worry I'm having a great time
1: <laughs> I'm sure you I'm sure you are. <laughs> What words then do you have for someone who just absolutely loves events like yourself and really wants to get into this space? You know, they, they haven't started. They're still trying to kind of figure out how to get started. Do you have any tips for them?
0: Sure. I mean, A, uh, get in touch with me. I'm genuinely more than happy to help. Like, if even if it's pointing you in the right direction of what area of festivals and events you want to work with, because there's so many different roles you can do, whether it's marketing or artist management or you know the logistics side organization ticketing there's so many different levels and so many different jobs that you can do within the festival and event space if you want to start in it honestly set, shoot me a message i'm on linkedin all the time so honestly just shoot me a message and i would be more than happy to literally point you in the right direction of where of where you want to go because um there's loads of exciting career spaces within the space and i think people just need to to know that there's so many things there available to them and um but yeah if you don't know where to look uh just honestly contact me and i'll see what i can do because I, I i know quite a lot of people in this space and um see if we can get it somewhere basically no that's that's great that's
1: actually perfectly that uh, will lead me on to my next question to honest of kind of how people can reach you but before i get on to that i've definitely seen that terms of businesses kind of adding to their marketing strategies events seems to be something really important to 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 add to the kind of strategy to help them grow and build communities so i think you're working in a really exciting space and it's been so great chatting to you and i really yeah i really enjoyed this chat but can you let the listeners know where they can find more about you where they can reach you and connect with you
0: of course, anyway, yeah. But thanks so much for having me. I've honestly, I've loved our chat this afternoon. It's been great. Um, if if you guys want to know where I am, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, if you just type in L McMahon, uh, hopefully, the, I mean, my surname is a little bit difficult to spell. So Toby will have it on the title. Hopefully, I will. Um, <laughs> great. So double check the spelling because it's uh, an Irish surname. But um, yeah, L McMahon. Find me on LinkedIn. Um, the I uh, yeah, CEO of the Ticket Crowd. And honestly, if you need any help with just wanting to know where to start if you want to run a festival or events business or you want to get into the market or even if you just want to chat about marketing I love a chat I think we all know that by now um just honestly (laughs) hit me up on LinkedIn and I would be more than happy to help
1: thank you so much Al it's been great chatting to you
0: loved it thanks so much for having me if you loved this episode
1: it would be a great help if you'd head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a review share across your socials with the hashtag I love what I do and of course don't forget to share with anyone that you know that would benefit from this episode because I want you all to love what you do and live doing what you love until next time world